0: Greetings, friends. This is Jeff Desiato, and you're listening to Episode 29 of the Real Person, Real Needs Podcast. I'm so excited that you're here after our one-week break. And um, as promised, uh, if you subscribe to my emails, uh, you saw that I was going to take a week off in honor of Independence Day. And uh, there was also another motive for me to take the week off was I wanted to really flesh out this idea uh, that I had that I wanted to discuss on the podcast. Originally, it was only going to be one episode, and I was going to highlight certain things uh, under the the title of six words that will turn your passion into your purpose. And originally, I think it was three words, then it was four words, five words. Then it got up to six words, and I thought, okay, there's no way I could cram this all into one episode. So... I'm going to do a mini-series within the podcast here, so you're definitely going to want to stick around, grab a pen, take notes, check out this episode, and you're, you're not going to want to miss the next six episodes as we talk about six words that will turn your passion into your purpose. And what do I mean by that? Everybody talks about being passionate. If you don't have a passion, you have nothing. It's the fuel in, in the fire, as it were. But uh, I read this article in the last ep- – uh, maybe the last episode – of the podcast, and there was this section in there, and it's an article by Ryan Holiday, uh, and it's one of the ways that ego can derail your career, and that's what we talked about on the last episode. But this section really talked about being passionate, and I just want to read this, and this is kind of what sparked the idea. Uh, it's an article from Entrepreneur.com, and it's adapted from his book, uh, Ego Is the Enemy. And uh, in section three, it says, don't be passionate. And what he says is, early on in her ascendant political career, a visitor once spoke of Eleanor Roosevelt's passionate interest in a piece of social legislation. The person had meant it as a compliment, but Eleanor's response is illustrative. Yes, she did support the cause, she said, but I hardly think the word passionate applies to me. As a genteel, accomplished, and patient woman born while the embers of the quiet Victorian virtues were still warm, Roosevelt was above passion. She had purpose and direction. Today, it's all about passion. Find your passion. Live passionately. Inspire the world with your passion. People go to Burning Man to find passion, to be around passion, to rekindle their passion. Same goes for Ted and the now enormous SXSW and other A thousand other events, retreats and summits, all fueled by what they claim to be life's most important force. Here's what those same people haven't told you. Your passion may be the very thing holding you back from power or influence or accomplishment. Because just as often, we fail with, nope, not because of, passion. Uh, Actually, he says, we fail with, no, because of passion. To be clear, this is not about caring. This is passion of a different sort. Unbridled enthusiasm, our willingness to pounce on what's in front of us with the full measure of our zeal, the bundle of energy that our teachers and gurus have assured us is our most important asset. Instead, what we require in our ascent is purpose. Purpose, you could say, is like passion with boundaries. Passion is form over function. Purpose is function, function, function. The critical work that you want to do will require your deliberation and consideration, not passion. Passion is about, I am so passionate about, purpose is two and four. I must do blank. I was put here to accomplish blank. I am willing to endure blank for the sake of this. Actually, purpose de-emphasizes the I. Purpose is about pursuing something outside yourself as opposed to pleasuring yourself. Great passions are maladies without hope, as Goeth said, which is why a deliberate, purposeful person operates on a different level, beyond the sway or the sickness. It'd be far better if you were intimidated by what lies ahead, humbled by its magnitude and determined to see it through regardless. Leave passion for the amateurs. Make it about your purpose, what you feel you must do and say, not what you care about and wish to be. Then you will do great things. Then you will stop being your old good-intentioned but ineffective self. Early on in our careers, we are setting out to do something. We have a goal, a calling, a new beginning. Every great journey begins here, yet far too many of us never reach our intended destination. Ego, more often than not, is the culprit. I find this so motivating. I'll just read the rest of the article because it's only one more paragraph. We build ourselves up with fantastical stories and talk. We pretend we have it all figured out. We let our star burn bright and hot only to fizzle out and we have no idea why. These are symptoms of ego for which humility and reality are the cure. Do not let ego derail your career before it even begins. I can't wait to get this book. I have it in my wish list on Amazon. If you're you're watching, listening, you can send it to me. I will accept that gift. (laughs) Uh, But that idea of passion being the overinflated, unbridled force that really accomplishes nothing. There's a lot of things that you're passionate about. I'm passionate about this or that. Everybody's passionate about something. But as the writer said in that article, purpose is all about function, function, function. It's deliberation and consideration. And I find that so inspiring. So... With that in mind, a couple quotes for you. Purpose directs passion and passion ignites purpose. That's from Rhonda Britton. Another one here from Marty Growth. To have meaning, our lives require both passion and purpose. A life without passion is like a furnace without fuel and without purpose like a ship without a rudder. And then there's another anonymous or unknown author. It says, purpose is the reason you journey. Passion is the fire that lights your way. So they can't be mutually exclusive. It's not have purpose without passion. But how do we get our passion, the thing that excites us, the thing that motivates us, how do we get it to be our purpose, the thing that actually gets us out of bed, the thing that we allow our waking hours to be about? So these six words, these things that I want to talk about, obviously passion and purpose both start with the letter P, so I thought it appropriate that the six words all start with P because I love a little alliteration. Who doesn't love alliteration? So as we dive into this over the next six weeks, I hope you'll stick with me. I hope you'll follow through to the end because I really believe that these six words are going to revolutionize the way you think about your life, your purpose, the things that you love, the things that excite you, the things that are a burden on your heart, that ignite that fire in your belly. Even if it's the things that get you angry, the things that get you fed up or you, you sense the injustice in certain things and you want to make it right, you want to make a difference. Those are good fires to burn. The problem is, is that we leave them there and we don't cultivate and provide an atmosphere for those fires to burn and to do their work, to be effective, to warm those around us, to, to shine light on a situation uh, where people may just be in the dark about something. If passion is left un- untended and it's not put in a, in a place where it can really f- become a fervent flame and turn into your driving purpose, then it's just a, you know a pile of ash on the ground. So as we look at this, these six things, I encourage you, if you know somebody who is passionate, but they also, they say they're going to do things, then they never do them. Forward this to them. Tell them about the podcast, because I think these next six things could really help them. And I'd love to hear from you. I would love to, for you to email me, Jeff, G-E-O-F-F, at realpersonrealneeds.com. Go to the website, realpersonrealneeds.com. Get in touch with me. As we unfold this six, these six words, I would love to hear from you. And if it's making a difference, making an impact in the w- way you think about things, I know for certain that as I was preparing over these two weeks, since we took the week off last week, the more I thought about this idea, the more I was like, man, I could probably make it ten words if I really thought hard, but I have to limit it at some point. Maybe we'll revisit. But it, w- it was exciting me because, to be honest, I felt the passion start to die out in my own life. And I talked about that a few episodes ago. You can go back and listen to twenty four, twenty five, twenty six. 26 even. You can listen and you can hear the the de- 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 dejection in my voice. You can hear it. The melancholy tone. Not as fired up as I was or as I can be in those episodes because I felt my passion waning. The things that I was so excited about. As life hits those things and, and as people come around you and try to throw water on that fire and you're not providing a a safe haven for that fire to 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 fan to flame and to like I said burn and shine light and warm people's hearts it starts to to dwindle to a flicker and this I've just found was incredibly motivating so the first one I know you've been waiting and you're like okay get to it the first word is plan and I know you probably just winced and you're like, uh he's going to talk about business planning or whatever. And I no, that's not what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> um, I'd be hard pressed to even find my own business plan, to be honest with you, um, or to be able to explain my business plan. I mean, I have a model of how I run my business and, and a, I have two pillars that I run my business. Um, I allow to be the foundation, which is authenticity, generosity. Those are my two pillars. And that's what the real person really stands for. But plan. What is it that excites you? Without a plan, you can do nothing. If there's something that you want to accomplish and you don't spend time figuring out ways to make it happen, then stop. You can't continue to spend time thinking about it. I stress with this and I struggle with this and I've had conversations with people about this is that they say, I really feel like I should do this. I really think... I'm made to do this. I would love to do X, Y, Z. And as I've gone on in this entrepreneurial journey, I've asked the questions. And I kind of come off as a jerk probably. I'm like, okay, well, what are you doing to make that happen? Or have you put any plans in place to get from A to B? If the end goal is I want to be doing this, then from where you are now, What's the plan to get there? And people typically don't have an answer to that. And you don't have to have every step in place in order to get there because if that was the case, you would be there already if you knew what the plan was to get you there. But as Benjamin Franklin so wisely said, by failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. And oftentimes we want to jump right to the end. We want to be like, I just want to be doing this thing. I just started reading this book called Team of Rivals, and it's the political genius of Abraham Lincoln. I was, uh, it was on a list of you know summer reading for entrepreneurs that I found online. So I was like, okay, I got to broaden my horizons here. As you know, if you listen to the podcast, you listen to episode thirteen. I am a huge reader, and especially uh, reading things that are going to open my mind, uh, not <laughs> in like a mystical way. Open my mind. Uh, I'm very practical but open up my knowledge base and to give me more things in the in the, uh, the compartments up in my brain that I can in, improve my recall and have that information readily available when I need it most. And you, you'd be surprised how those things come out. But Abraham Lincoln, he has a quote, says, give me six hours to chop down a tree and I will spend the first four sharpening the ax. The plan stage of turning your passion into your purpose is that sharpening of the axe. It's, okay, I know that I have six hours. If I just start chopping at this tree and the axe is dull, then I'm going to use all six hours. Abraham Lincoln in his quote, and when you plan, you can say, okay, I actually only need two hours to chop down this tree if I create an environment that makes it best for me to succeed. So planning, if you think about it, it has to do with, okay, what are the things? Let me start to write out. I want to become, I want to write a book, for instance. Let's just throw that out there, which is something I'm in the process of, of doing. So you can check me out uh, on, I, I, it was one of my 2016 goals, um, and I've started the process. I've had some of the, some, uh, the podcast transcribed. I'm editing. I'm trying to write Um, So you can stay in touch if you want to If you're interested You can go subscribe to my uh, newsletter And you can get updates on the book Uh, Pretty soon I will have um, The first chapter hopefully Available for you to download for free Um, And uh, I'm excited about that Obviously the book is called Real Person Real Needs One Man's Quest to be Authentic and Generous In a Superficial and Self-Centered World So for me you know, I want to write this book. What are the what are the things that I can do? Well, what have you done? Have you have you written anything? Well, one of the ways I I decided, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a plan, I'm gonna I'm gonna document my life in the podcast, in blogs, in videos, whatever it may be, in newsletters that I send out, I'm gonna document, I'm gonna create this content. And the goal the book wasn't always the end goal, however I'm like, okay, I have this, I'm starting to get a backlog of content here. So I can package it in a way that could maybe be beneficial for somebody. They can't necessarily listen to the podcast. They can't necessarily follow the blog because it doesn't work with their their schedule or whatever. It's not the medium that they prefer. So I can take the things that I've talked about here on the podcast. I can take the things that I've written about on my blog and I can package them in a way that they can digest it, they can pick it up, put it down, they can take notes in it, they can do things, and it's exciting to think about that that, that's going to be happening. And you can be praying about it, you can be supporting me uh, with your thoughts and prayers as I try to navigate the whole idea of writing a book. And it's not going to be great, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, It'll be my first foray into that field, that medium, but I'm excited about it. So anyway, long story short... How do you plan that? You, you begin, okay, well, if I've never written anything, I need to start writing. I need to figure out where this information is going to come from. Start reading. I mean, that's, a, that's where I would say, <laughs> whatever you're, you're passionate about, start reading up on that. Make a plan. Prepare your mind to handle those things. If you're passionate about something, find opposing arguments to that thing. Understand, read, write, write, take notes, figure out a plan. It's so important, and I think it's so neglected. People are just like, on a whim, do whatever they want, and I'm guilty of that. I'm very guilty of just kind of like, you know what? This makes sense. I'm just going to do it without a plan. Um, People might say that that's how I approach my business, but I I would beg to differ, but I can see where they get that idea because I kind of bounce around and I do different things, but that's part of the plan. The plan for me was to, how do I incorporate every part of my personality, who I am, into what I'm doing, into what people see on a regular basis? And that was challenging, and it still is, and I'm not exactly sure how to do it. There's a quote, Gloria Steinem says, without leaps of imagination or dreaming, we lose the excitement of possibilities. Dreaming, after all, is a form of planning. So when you think about it, when you take it back, you're like, okay, well, like, I'm dreaming about this thing. I have this dream. Well, that's kind of like planning. You're like, I would like to do this thing. That's that's step one. (laughs) Dwight D. Eisenhower, former president, said, in preparing for battle, I have always found that plans are useless, but planning is indispensable. And you're like, wait, what? So what he's saying is, if you... Iron out your plans like this is how it's going to go according to this plan. You can throw that out the window because when battle's concerned, when war's involved, there are no no rules, right? But when you're, that doesn't mean that you don't plan. That doesn't mean that you don't prepare for every possible scenario. You may plan that you're going to do this. You may say, I want to be X, Y, and Z. You may not get there. But that's okay, because your plan may not be totally clear. It may not be foolproof. For me, I, you know, I I wanted to get into real estate, but the goal ultimately was to be able to fund the things that I'm really passionate about. I'm really passionate about church ministry. I'm really passionate about theater, and the goal, you know, the dream would be to be able to. Professionally in a Christian ministry or, or of some kind. That would be great. I mean, that would be, I wouldn't even call that work. But you know what? The likelihood of that happening is so small, but that doesn't stop the pursuit. But what I can do in the meantime is I can plan and I can prepare myself for that possible actual, eventuality, <laughs> not eventuality, whatever. By preparing myself, by making a plan, okay, by this time next year, I want to have these three things done. Think of it as how I came up with the 2016 goals for myself. Now, some of them were ridiculous, like save a life. Like I have no control over that. <laughs> but you kind of have to think outside. You have to think above what you normally set for yourself. Like, oh, I, I hope to pay off my credit cards. Yeah, that's great. That's a great goal, especially, I mean, for some of us, that's an that's a, a bigger goal than others. But think about the things like, okay, I want to, I'm just trying to think of, of different <laughs> possibilities for folks out there. You're like, okay, I want to start my own business. I've had this, this burning desire. I, I have this, this creative niche. I like to design clothes or whatever it may be. Okay, well, you can't just go do that. You need a plan, not a business plan necessarily, but okay, I'm going to take these steps to put myself in a better position. That's an important thing. We cannot, we cannot allow other things to get in the way or people to question our motives or even our own passion to get in the way of a plan because oftentimes passion, like we read in that article, can be the very thing that's holding you back because you're so passionate about it, you can't. You can't do it you can't figure it out. This is an interesting quote. In the planning stage of a book, don't plan the ending. It has to be earned by all that will go before it. I find that really interesting, especially because we we always want to work backwards. We want to work from the end, like this is where I want to end up, so how do I get there? But as we go, as we plan, and as we experience, those plans are going to change. And what you thought you wanted to do after you have some experiences may change. It may crystallize it, but it also may morph it into something better, something you couldn't have even possibly imagined. So it's important that you don't just box yourself in and say, here's my plan. Use plan as a verb, not as a noun, if that makes any sense. You're going to plan. You're going to actively pursue and prepare but you're not going to box yourself in by making plan a noun. This is the plan. All right. I hope that makes sense. I'm going to cut it short here because I'm, I don't want to step on the toes of the other things. But real quick, I guess I should reveal the other words just so you stay tuned. So the six words are this. plan. That's the first step. The second step, Practice. You need to start doing that. If you're like, okay, I'm going to start a blog. Okay, that's a great plan. But then you have to practice your writing. You can't just all of a sudden write a book. You have to understand how to turn a phrase. You have to understand grammar, which I'm still learning. You have to understand if you're going to write in a conversational style. You have to understand if you're going to write in a more professional style. And I'm just speaking for myself here. But you need to practice. You can't just, I'm going to be a successful singer. Okay, well, make a plan. Okay, I'm going to work on this. I'm going to reach out to these different companies or these different lo- venues and try to get myself in the door. And then I'm going to practice. The people talk about paying your dues. That's the practice time, right? You, you, it's the, the time spent that no one sees. You know, No one's giving you accolades for what you wrote. That's the practice time. The third thing we're going to talk about is Pursuing going for it. Don't allow anything to hold you back. Number four will be people. We kind of have been talking about these things, but I find that this is kind of a cool way to remember it all. The importance of finding like-minded people and also testing your passion and expressing your passion to other people, becoming an evangelist about what you're passionate about, will oftentimes give you the inspiration to turn it into a purpose because you'll find those people that when you explain to them what you're passionate about, instead of giving you the uh, whatever, they're going to be like, Yes, I can totally see you doing that. You should do X, Y, and Z. You never know who people know. The fifth P is persistence. We talked about this. Uh, Back in episodes 24, 25, perseverance, persistence. The idea of pressing on because it's going to get difficult. Pushing through the obstacles. And finally, patience. It's not, you can't be an overnight success. I remember watching this interview with Steve Carell. And you know he got the office and he, he, you know, he became a star. Like a huge star. Household name, Steve Carell. People were like, wow, like, you're like an overnight success. And he's like, well, I... I appreciate that, but I've been doing this for 20 years. And you're like, what? That seems so crazy. There's a band called Disciple, and they, they hit it big time in the Christian music scene. Their first album that was released on a big label was 10 years after they had started. 10 years. And everybody's like, oh, I love that new band, Disciple. I'm sure they kind of laugh about that. They're like, we played in bars, in churches. We played on the street for 10 years, and now we're reaping the benefits of that. That's why it's important to have a plan, to practice, to pursue, to find people, to be persistent, and finally, to have patience, because it's going to take some time. If your passion is really worth turning into a purpose, then you need to have patience. So those are the six things we're going to talk about. Next week, we'll talk about what it means to practice your passion. So, love to hear from you. Subscribe on iTunes if you think and know that there's somebody out there that could benefit from hearing this series, I encourage you to share, send the link over to them. Spread the word about what we're doing here on the Real Person, Real Needs podcast, motivating people to live authentically, to be generous with their time, talent, and treasure in this superficial and self-centered world to make a difference. Love to hear from you. Jeff at realpersonrealneeds.com. You can check out realpersonrealneeds.com for more information. So until next week, be real. Godspeed.